Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, guys, it is the Waba Grill Lunch Hour on 710 ESPN. Thanks to our friends at Waba Grill. Waba Grill is all about giving you fresh grilled-to-order menu items at a great value. So stop by today for a value bowl and taco combo for only $8.59. So grilled chicken mini bowl, the new Boom Boom taco, or and a drink for $8.59. Get yours today. Order ahead at wobblegrill.com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. All right, it just turned on uh, the game. We got the Rays and the Rangers getting ready for game two. The Rangers have an opportunity to close this thing out on the road today. And I can't decide if this is what makes it awesome or this is what makes it so hard. You play six months after playing a month in spring training. Yeah. Right? So you've played seven months worth of baseball games. And baseball, if nothing else, is just – it's kind of this ebb and flow. You're playing well, you're playing less well. You play well, you play less well. And the good teams play well for a longer period of time, but they, they go down too. And now you get into a series where if you have two not-so-good days in a row, you're done. That's br- It's awesome because it's incredibly exciting. But let's say the Braves have three bad days in a row and the Miami Marlins clip them. Yeah, Is that good for baseball to have the best team in the sport out in a weekend? Well, I, I was a big fan of expanding the playoffs. I was a big fan of – the amount of teams that are in. I don't know how crazy I am about two teams getting a bye. Uh, so if, if you go, just as I'm an example. I'm not sure it's an advantage. Uh, yeah, you might not be wrong on that. Yeah. You might not be wrong on that. But just as an example, a three-game set, that's so quick. Oh, it's a weekend. Okay, so what do you do then? Okay, let's say you extend it to a five-game set. Well, you're going to have two teams not playing while they're going for a five-game set. Yeah. And you're going to have baseball in the middle of November. Which which is a problem. Okay, then, especially then, if you're playing in Philly, right. if you're playing New York. Let, let's go. Let's go back to this. If you want the postseason to be, I'm going to give you an example, and I'm not saying this is a solution. I'm more of a fan of it, but I don't know if everybody would be. You have six teams getting in on each side. Have eight teams get in on each side. Everybody plays, and just don't play 162. Play 150. Money. But even money, you're, you get, the money's yeah. going to be there too from the postseason. Only if you make it, right? If you're the A's or the Angels and or you never the make Yankees the playoffs, and the Mets. that's right? sixteen teams that now I, I, get in. It's not a, the worst idea I've ever heard. But a team like the Colorado Rockies are like, I'm not giving back ten home games. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. how much money I make in ten home games? I'm not doing that. Not that much, I'm right? Well, yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> well, that's not issue, a great example. But the, the issue Mets. is, <laughs> yeah. actually, I, I think I think that you can make even more of a case for that because let's say you're missing. Six home games out of that. Yeah. Right? The 12 games you're missing, six of them are home games. By the time you start getting later in the season and the games don't mean anything, nobody's really coming to those games to begin with. If you're in the hunt, because eight teams are getting in on yeah. both sides, you might have more opportunity. I, I think for we that. lose track of this. The, I agree with you. The attend, you're not getting 40,000 people at a Rockies game when they're out of it, right. but you are getting 15. And they're all paying to park their car 
and they're all buying a beer and a hot dog. It's literally millions of dollars every time they <laughs> every time they throw open the gates. And if that's the only chance I have to make another four or five million bucks, yeah, I don't want to give it back. I, I can know, see their cosmic I, brownie as a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I know they never want to take away games because all of these sports can easily take. The NBA could take away games. I'm they trying to easily think. can, but they're not going to do it. Has anybody ever reduced their schedule? The NFL, in my lifetime, the NFL has gone from 14 to 16 to 17. Right. Okay, it's increased. Baseball, before I was born, went from 154 to 162. Mm -hmm. Okay? The NBA, I'll tell you what happened to the NBA. NBA, remember, they used to be five-game sets. Yeah. Now they're all seven. Right, but did they change the rate? Has it always been an 82-game regular season? I guess the point is, college football, when I was in high school, you played 11 games. Now you play like 13 or 14. It's, it's just yeah, there's, there is no, there's more it's, of it's all of them. They never go the other way. All right. So Mookie Betts has a podcast called On Base with Mookie Betts through Bleacher Report. And so he had his uh, teammate, J.D. Martinez, come in. And they were just, you know, goofy around. And they wanted to talk about how what players in their team they would have on a football team. So it's the okay. same players. What skill set can they bring to a football team? I know my first pick. <laughs> I'm curious who they took. All right. So here's Mookie and J.D. Let's say you're starting a football team. Who's QB1? You're saying the Dodgers. On the Dodgers. Dang. You're going with Kirsch? Kirsch is QB1. I would choose me. <laughs> That's Mookie. You're like a Kyler Murray, dog. Who's uh, your defensive end? My defensive end. We're going to we're gonna need someone big and athletic. There's one big athletic dude on our team. I'm thinking like Bobby Miller. Like, he's a big guy. Who are you thinking? I would go with Gratterall. You think he moves Ooh. quick enough to be defensive end? Gratterall is one of the most athletic people on our team. Really? You don't know that? <laughs> Wide receiver one. I was going to pick you. Okay, so I'm your wide receiver one. Yeah. I think I will probably go with Joe Kelly. What about uh, running back? Colin Wong. Colin's fast, dude. I'm going Outman. I got Outman more like a linebacker. Okay, so what about your kicker? I'll go with Miggy Rowe because Miggy loves Miggy soccer. Rowe. Does Kike play soccer? <laughs> <laughs> I love that J.D. Martinez is like, he just got introduced to all these guys. He doesn't yeah. know any of them. It's terrific. He's only played one whole season with them. <laughs> At least seven months, you yeah. know that he could, likes this or that. But he's like, Gratterall, what? Gratterall is a freak yes mm. he he really because he's so big and burly that you don't like this is why he makes all those errors when he pitches is because he thinks he's a shortstop like he runs over there on one <laughs> leg and tries to come from underneath like he's ozzy smith because he can do it like he, he'll do he'll make a couple of plays that are just bananas you know your family's athletic when your mom steps on the mound and just throws <laughs> a the strike perfect, perfect freaking strike. Yes. pitch she's a ball player I don't know if it's softball or she played baseball, but it was not the first time that woman had put a baseball in her hands. She's like, let's go. Let's get this I'm not certain the same could be said of Stephen A. Smith. That might have been the first time he had ever put a baseball in his hands. It looked very different. Quarterback one on the Dodger roster. Who are you putting in there? Did Altman used to play He's a football player. I don't think he was a uh, quarterback. Um, I don't mind the Kershaw. I don't I mind think the that's Kershaw. the right answer. Yeah, he's got the leadership. He's got the. He's, he's not going to so scramble. Smart. <laughs> Smarts, size, toughness, and yeah. and he can throw. He I'll can ask that. Matthew Stafford for advice. He could ask. He's got a buddy that go. knows how to do yeah. it. I'll along go against the way. that. I'll say Mookie. The guy, he, the way he threw he's... from outfield all the way home. You want to like, get injured? You want Lamar yeah. Jackson? Yeah, yeah Mookie. Which, hey, not Mookie's a bad choice. I'm going to put Mookie as my wide receiver. Yeah, Mookie's got to be the wide receiver. Defensive end. I had two different choices. Gratterall's a really good choice, but. Two different things propped to my mind Lance as I was Lynn. doing it. <laughs> Lance Lynn's my left tackle. Okay. Lance, Lance okay. Lynn's my left tackle. He's a big dude. Yep. Uh, he's going he's gonna to hold it down over there. Hayward or Freddie? Mm. They're both, again, Freddie, 
I don't I think I really do think it's the way he wears his uniform that you lose track of how big he is. Yeah. Freddie's enormous. Like when they stand when Hayward and Freddie stand next to each other. And he's fast. He's got the stolen yes, bases. Yeah. Like he's a freak athlete too, but because he wears long sleeves and has high pants, it doesn't look sure. I, I can't come up with another <laughs> explanation. Proportions are interesting. It, it's it's odd. Yeah. It's odd. But he's so I could go defensive end there. Mookie's my wide receiver. Outman is a hundred percent your linebacker. That dude is a tank. Yeah. And he's fast he's a beast. and he's aggressive. Where are we putting Will Smith? That's what I was thinking. Um, maybe secondary because he can catch. You know, he can get some but interceptions. He's slow. Can Will he Smith doesn't be run a, well. Can he be a running back? Just one of those fullback. Like, yeah, full like he's used like like yeah. yeah. yeah, exactly. Goal line. You know, yeah. you got. You need a couple yards. Or like a Le'Veon Bell That's kind of stutter step like where that. he's waiting for the hole and he goes through. But you got to. But he's got to. He's only going to run like two or three yards and hit okay. something. That's you, okay. you, right. That's why it's like a use check kind of situation. I can't have him in open space. He's not making a lot of guys miss. Who else are we missing? So, how did you feel about the Joe Kelly positioning? Because uh, I think that Joe Kelly is a guy who you so so. Hear me out. Okay. I think that where he did could, they put him? I want to say he, they wide put him receiver? in wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, I think Mookie put him in wide receiver. But I put him like I, special teams so, coach. <laughs> what I like out of Joe Kelly is that what what is Joe Kelly most famous for? On the Dodgers, the talk, talking, you know what? Yeah. Exactly. So you want him in the secondary because you jaw, jaw, jaw back ah. and forth with the other wide receiver, and you get in that wide receiver's head. So Jalen Ramsey used to do that. Um, uh, okay. uh, uh, Witherspoon was doing it this past weekend. You get inside that head, and uh, he obviously he can catch. He's playing baseball, so I think that Joe Kelly could be a good secondary. I'll sign off member. on that. That works for me. And I bet he can run. Just yeah. looking at his body, like it looks like he can tall. cover some tall, lean. It you can looks get like those, he's fast. Like, put Chris balls. Taylor. You got to put Chris, Chris Taylor. Taylor I was going to ask that one. Yeah, Chris mm-hmm. Taylor. I say wide wide receiver. Chris Taylor yeah. is also like he's a special team. Player. I don't think I know enough about him. So that's why <laughs> he's, I a, he's a special, special teams. Deacon. Like he, he can, can be do... special teams, but Chris he's a holder. Taylor's, he's going to have no. He's going to have some. He's going to have some okay, plays. Here's where why he's special. He's Ben Skoranek. He's played special teams. Occasionally, he'll come in at wide receiver. He can throw a block. He can yeah. run the ball if you yeah. need. He's going to do a little bit of everything. So here's why he's special teams because they're utility guys because yes. they are used. But then occasionally, like Chris Taylor has in the past, he, they will hit a home run. Yep. They will. They will Pop break. Board. They'll break in the. Um, coverage and they'll go 40 50 yards on a return so i think that's what chris taylor is you're not gonna get that every game but you're gonna get it when it's important trying to think who else we're leaving off like kike did we already talk about kike's a kike's a special team or two he's all over the field um what about uh uh i'm blanking on his name the closer why can't i think evan phillips Phillips, thank you Mm. he's because he's got an important role in the tight end yeah. He's like a little safety valve. Yeah. He's the guy that you need that first down to end the game. We'll put him in there. Sure, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll sign off on that. What is, is Dave Sean McVay in this analogy? Is I, he running the show? Yeah, <laughs> I guess he would be Sean McVay or Les Need or something else. Yeah, Vezia is not getting any PT. Ve- <laughs> He's not coming in. You know who Vezia is? Tanner Brown, the guy that's no longer on the team. He's Cam, Cam Akers. Akers. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, buddy, thank you for everything. Come but on, bro. Vezia's just driving around right now. He's just He's been better of late, but okay, I'll, I'll do my – you know, I had to do all the time, right? That gate swings open. Here mm-hmm. comes Alex Vezia. How you feeling about that? Not great. Good if you're Arizona. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know that gif? Wasn't it JT Real Muto when they cut to the guy running out of the gate and he yeah. just rolls his eyes? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, there's it, the gate swings open and here comes Ryan Brazier. All right, let's go. Joe Kelly. Yep, I got you. Evan Phillips. Yeah, all right. Yarbrough. Yep. Let's let's have it happen. Gratterall. Yeah, I think we're okay. Here comes Caleb Ferguson. Oh boy. Yeah. 
Vessia and him. My dad's like, oh, I'll be back. I'm going to get a soda. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And th- those are, the, other than Yarborough, those are the only two left-handed arms. Those so are ones that lo- I love that your dad's saying that because there are certain guys that you watch. You're like, I can't Oh, I that's can't just watch. a nice version of what he says. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it is. We'll go for a lap. All right. We're going to find out who JB thinks they're on the Rams could play for the Dodgers. We'll do that next. JB Long, voice of the Rams. He joins us. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Stafford ready, calls for the snap. Here comes the rush. He throws right side, alone. It's Puka at the five, to the end zone. A walk-off winner! Puka Nakua in overtime. 22 yards to get the Rams to 2-2. Two and two. Maurice Jones-Drew, sing it with me as Nakua flings it into the stands. Nakua Matata. It means no worries for the rest of today. It's a problem-free Rams victory. 29-23 in OT. That, of course, is the voice of the Rams, J.B. Long, who joins us right now. J.B., I know that you are a modest guy, that you don't like talking that about yourself. That is a great freaking call. That is such a great call. How When when you were done delivering that, that had to feel good, right? Uh, I probably was a little bit bashful about taking it too far. Um, <laughs> poor Maurice jones was looking at me like I was going to get him fired. He uh, promptly fled the country and flew to London, so uh, we won't see him for a couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, I got, got caught up in the moment. But as you guys know, that's the best part of what we get to do is, is there's a select few moments each year which kind of sweep you off your feet. And for Puka, who's had the best month uh, for a rookie I've ever seen, the only thing lacking from his resume was a touchdown, and what a way to get it. Well, it was. Uh, I think we all agree, it was a fantastic awesome. call. So, uh, at least that's what we felt. Uh, JB, uh, I'll go back before we look forward here. Um, they're up big, and next thing you know, the game's tied at twenty-three. Um, game goes to overtime, uh, but they got the win. And I, I know sometimes, you know, if we just looked at this game and and it, it it didn't go exactly the way it was planned, but you walked away with a win. If I ask you to describe describe the Rams now, they're four games in. They're sitting at two and two. I'm sure they're happy with the two and two, but there's so many storylines within the two and two. H- how would you describe what you've seen so far from the Rams? 
Yeah, I mean, it feels like they beat the Colts twice. I wish that counted double. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it doesn't. And I think the big picture answer to your question, Slee, is two and two seems fair. I think two and two is representative of who they played and the way they played. I believe that at the end of Sunday through five games, the Rams will play the toughest schedule in the National Football League. And I think each kind of segment of their year has a measuring stick game. The first segment, the home game against San Francisco, is undoubtedly that contest. Now you have maybe the other NFC power, the reigning champion in the conference, Philadelphia, coming to your place. You get to test yourself, hopefully, with Cooper Cup back in the lineup. Are we there yet? There's another one down the road at the end of this month, a trip to Dallas. They might be the best team in the NFC. Are you in that group of contenders yet? And then ultimately it'll finish week 18 back in San Francisco, and I hope the Rams have grown to a point where, once again, it's a worthy conversation to have. Um, So – you know, I don't know entirely how to feel about that victory. For me, it's a positive, thrilling memory in Indianapolis. But I think part of the cocktail of emotions flying home was having averted disaster because there was a very real scenario where the Rams were coming home at 1-3, and three, having squandered that 23-0 lead and now have to pick up the pieces against maybe the best roster in the NFC. JB, with that in mind, and, and like you said, you're, not, you're trying to process how you feel about that whole thing. I, with, with the full understanding it's only four weeks of the season is in the books, am I totally off base to think that they saved their season with that touchdown? That, that, that Because of what you just said, one and three with Philly coming to town, mm. knowing what the rest of the schedule looks like. When he went in, it felt like, all right, the season is still very much alive. Is that an overreaction? No, I think it's just alive in terms of its potential, right? Like you wouldn't have written them off at one and three, but they would have been in a very precarious position and in the wrong company um, in terms of a playoff hunt with an undefeated Philadelphia team coming to your place. So, uh, you know, it gives them to me, Travis, the right to continue to grow, to improve and to see. And that means that this month of October is going to be fascinating because you ultimately do have now a three game homestand. And if you can keep your head at or above water, you might give yourselves a chance, a reason to supplement your roster to make a real second half push. Uh, JB Long taking some time to join us here on the Travis and Sleeva show. So as we look to Sunday, um, Philadelphia comes to town, taking on the Rams. I, I know the expectations when you looked at the schedule before the season started, there were certain matchups that you shouldn't feel that comfortable about. Philly, I think, is one of those games what, what are you looking for on Sunday, specifically Stafford hobbling for as long as he was, still the question mark about Cooper Cup? Just what are you looking for from the, uh, from the Rams in that matchup on Sunday? Yeah, I'll kind of take them in reverse order. My hope is that Cooper Cup can go uh, just because I love seeing him play, and he obviously gives the Rams an incremental chance to win. I think uh, having to sit those first four games, this is probably the one that he's been circling and working towards, so just rooting for him to accomplish that health goal and return to performance. I hope he's out there. Um, Stafford, to me, is, is the key. I think a lot of people are undervaluing the way he's played so far because they look at you know, his touchdown-to-interception ratio, I guess. He's not uh, a fantasy favorite. I think I saw he was like outside the top 20 fantasy quarterbacks, and that's all fine and good. But the underlying metrics say he's the best quarterback in the stadium on Sunday. And I sincerely believe that the way he's playing, that's justified. Now, what percentage of his health he's going to be, I don't know. Hurts just put together his best performance, maybe a breakout performance. But equally to all the questions about the Rams, I think it's, are the Philadelphia Eagles ripe for an upset? 
because those who follow them closely know they're 4-0 against a mediocre schedule without having put together their best game yet. Heck, they were just pushed to overtime by Washington. Or was that the win that kind of finally gets them the traction to take off and, and prove that they're one of the NFC's best? Jimmy Long joining us. Jimmy, we were just listening to a cut from Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez, and they were drafting guys on their team and what positions they would play in football. I kind of, okay. I, I know that you've you've done baseball play-by-play as well. I want to flip it. Like if Matthew Stafford were going to get drafted to play baseball, Aaron Donald's going to go play baseball, which, where on the field are you going to put those guys? Yeah, did you guys know that uh, Matthew Stafford is actually – no, I won't go down that. <laughs> we've, we've, we've covered the Kershaw angle. Yeah. Uh, the way he's winging it right now, though, like I'd love to bring him out of the bullpen as like a high leverage reliever okay. or maybe even a closer. I think, I think Stafford could be that guy. Um, is he a sidewinder? Is he coming from the side like he does occasionally, or is he yeah, over the oh, top? He, no, he's he's a three-quarter delivery, <laughs> like absolute that. filthy yeah. slider, like right at the right-handed batter's knees, and Ball it just, just across drops. the place. Um, what about going AD? the other way? Can can we have Freddie Freeman as a tight end? I wouldn't mind that, like kind of lo- loading him up next to, to Tyler Higby. That'd be cool. Aaron Donald, where would he fit in? Seems like a catcher to me. Okay. Um, he blocked yeah, the plate I, effectively. I, yeah, I, I think he. I think he'd be a good catcher. Where else could he? How about down at third base? How about his agility yeah. down on the hot corner? Would Aaron Donald be a good third baseman? He's a forty home run guy, though, right? I mean, he's just he's he's kind of got. I know he's not six foot nine like Judge, but he's Seven so strong. DH, just that's all. Make contact and it's gone. Yeah, you make a good point. Maybe he's just your DH. Maybe maybe that's his role. You don't want to overutilize him on defense. What about Puka? Which is a strange thing to say about Where's Aaron Puka Donald. Going? Puka. <laughs> Uh, I think Puka, oh man, I hope I didn't close the, the closer role to him because now that I think about the flow coming out the back of his hat, maybe he comes in with some theme music, you know, the lights, you know, flicker oh, yeah. on and off for him. I, I think Puka to finish it out would be a really nice touch for the Dodgers in this postseason. I got I got a football question for you about Puka. And look, you've been doing this a while. I've been doing, we, 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 we've seen kind of sort of what's happened to puka before and and what it is is a guy that's brand new mm-hmm. comes in and far surpasses expectations and it goes one of two ways it's a year or two from now we're saying hey remember when puka went nuts through four weeks or hey they found an all pro in the fifth round and we knew in four weeks which of those two is more likely from what you've seen well, you know me, and you know how my lenses are tinted, so you know which direction I'm leaning. I think sure. the circumstances that he's in are very favorable to make this have staying power. Yeah. He plays in an offense that's going to feature him. Uh, he works with a quarterback who's a kingmaker at receiver in the National Football League. Uh, and then the way they utilize him, what I don't think he's gotten enough credit for is the way he competes in the running game. There's mm. a few plays from last week where like, they put him in motion they fit him into a running surface, and he does his job the way that we have only seen really Cooper Cup and Robert Woods do in this offense previously. Or they run him through a C-gap and bend him all the way back across the field on a deep over, and he's got the speed and endurance uh, to play a high number of snaps and to be you know, a game-winning target in overtime. So I think he will only get better with Cooper Cup at his side. I think they are a great tandem, and with 2-2 taking the top off, this has a threat to be an, a lethal offense. Um, and, and I think Cooper Cup coming back makes the Rams a better running team. That's the part that probably won't get talked about this week but really matters uh, for this Sunday's game. But, yeah, I think he might be the next Cooper Cup. Um, he might be ready to take that torch, not this year, um, but, but down the line. They've, they've found maybe 
Cooper Cup's replacement long term. Where is JB Long on the baseball field? Uh, in the dugout, sunflower seed. <laughs> there it big is. League chew. Yeah. Uh, wondering why I'm wearing a baseball uniform at my age, uh, but thankfully all the managers and position coach bench coaches do. So we're just part of the group. There you there go, JB. I'm going to be a scout. I want to go on the road a little yeah. bit and just say, nah, kid can't play. JB, I saw <laughs> you as a, I, I saw you a as professional a, hater. I saw you as a third base coach. Just uh, telling. Oh, winging him in. Yeah. 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 JB there at third. Just Bryce Harper blowing me off. Exactly. Really ignoring me. Exactly. Hey, he made it. it. It's it's not a mistake if you make it, right? I'm kind of the third base coach of my house now that I think about it. Like, I'm giving all kinds of directions and signals, and runners are just doing whatever the heck right. they want. Maybe they're paying attention. Maybe they're not. J.B. Long yep. will have the call. The Eagles and the Rams coming up, of course, on Sunday just a little bit after 1 o'clock. J.B., always fun. Thanks. Thanks, sir. All right, so we have a great hoop season, by the way. Excited to get the yes. Lakers going and travel. Talk to you again this weekend. You got it. You got it. All right. Start uh, Saturday. Yeah. Third base coach is pretty good. Oh, but, no, that's that's, but, a, that's a good spot. Okay, but here's the, here's the rub yeah. with third base coach. You can only mess it up, right? If you stop a guy, yeah. okay, cool. Okay. But what if you wing a guy in and he's out by five feet? So there's a lot of pressure on that. So now, by the way, I'm leaving third. I don't want to be third anymore. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be third. <laughs> Didn't Phil Nevin have a moment with the Yankees? Wasn't it Nevin with the Yankees? They all have. It, but if, if but you it do was that, a playoff game. Yeah, and he, he, he made the wrong made the decision. Wrong call and the – and the camera would not stop showing him, like on on the. Okay, we got it. He screwed up, but the cameraman it's was like just like, Swift "Let me keep jo- let me keep showing Phil Nevin." It if you are over first base is great. You take the little shin guard, you yeah. pat him on the butt, and you say, "Okay, yeah, here we first go." First sounds like a really good, really good. Spot. I am always so uh, with the kickball league. We have first and third coaches or whatever. Again, just the same thing: go, not go, etc. I'm always a very, um, very conservative okay. third base coach. Even if you have your fastest teammate on the bases. Even so, I'm always worried about them getting called out or not, and so I, I tend to lay on that side of things. I'm bringing them in no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> you want a collision? Yeah, let's go. So I'm a soccer guy. You guys, I'm used to like playing with other guys that are fast. So then Randy's, uh, he was playing pony baseball, soft pony baseball, and his coach couldn't make it. But the day before our practice, he's like, "Hey man, uh, it looks you know you play baseball. You know baseball. Like you know like you look like." A guy that knows what he's doing. I'm, you know, can you coach tomorrow for like the first two innings? Because I'm running a little late. I'm like, sure, let's do it. So then there's another dad who comes in and he's like, I'll take over first. You go to third. I'm like, cool. Like I'm that other dad worked. <laughs> that you. other dad he said you go to third. You. So I go to third, and every kid that was running, I would be doing this. <laughs> oh, oh my god! But I know they're not fast. Yeah. And I realize that like you know, two batters in. Look, I'm just if like, you man, see somebody that looks like me. Two hands in the air. Yep. We're going. We're going station to station. We are not <laughs> winging anybody home. Something. You know, yeah. the far. The ball's pretty far. This kid's gonna make Doesn't it. Matter. Nope. Doesn't matter. Nope. That other dad's like, watch. Oh, me. he set me Watch up. me put this rookie. <laughs> he set me up. I'll, I'll do first. You go do third. I'll just be so I'm excited. I go to Big Five, get my pants, my baseball pants. I'm like, yeah, Randy's excited because I'm gonna do it. I show up with baseball pants, soccer cleats. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. no! Oh my! God. Yes! Come on, man, hey, Doug. dude. That's all I had. How hiking long? Shoes. You, how He's long got hiking to... shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be better than soccer cleats. Hey. How, how long ago did this happen? Uh, well, he's 17 now, so he's probably 11, 10, 11. So we knew each other at this yeah. point. Dude, pick up the phone. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, man. Well, I wear soccer cleats when I play kickball because I kick it. You know, I need I need to go. have that surface area. I wear soccer cleats indoor basketball. <laughs> when you go swimming. <laughs> 
just be really moving slowly on there. And I go swimming. <laughs> Dave Roberts and the script. Is there one this playoff season? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, I have more 90210 quiz for Travis. But before that, I want to tell you guys, remind you guys about Sedano and Cap are going to be celebrating Fuel Up Tuesday with Andrew Whitworth at 7-Eleven. I wonder where Andrew would play on the baseball field. We'll talk about that a little later. But join us in the city of Covina next Tuesday, October 10th, for a live broadcast from 4 to 7 p.m. at the 7-Eleven on the corner of Arrow and Hollenbeck. Uh, stop by for the chance to meet a Super Bowl champion, Andrew Whitworth, at 4, plus ticket giveaways, free small Slurpees, a $1 slice of pizza, and a half a pound of hot uh, half pound hot dogs. Or, sorry, quarter pound hot dogs. Get two. Uh, yeah, two. That makes it a half, half pound. pound. Exactly. <laughs> Sonata on Cap, live from the 7-Eleven in Covina, 1481 West Hollenbach Avenue, on Tuesday, October 10th, from 4 to 7, from Bud Light in 710 ESPN. So, here's my next Beverly Hills 90210 Quiz for you. So All again, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the season. I'm gonna give you the title of the episode, the date it aired, and the first sentence of the plot. Okay. okay. So this was season four. The title of the episode is "And Did It My Way," uh, and it aired November 10th, 1993. Okay? okay. So here's the first sentence of the description on IMDb. When their wedding plans became too much of a hassle, Stuart convinces Brenda that they should elope to Las Vegas. Yep. So they go to lots. So Stuart was Jim Walsh's. Jim Walsh was an accountant or an investment guy in Beverly Hills. He had a wide stable of clients, and one of his very wealthy clients had a son who was roughly Brenda's age. And they had set him up. They end up hitting it off. They end up wanting to get married and going to Vegas. Ultimately, when they're in Vegas, because of some random number things that happen sure, in Vegas, sure, they decide not to get married. And that was that particular storyline. And then Stuart became. Kind of a, a weird, greasy guy after that. He was kind of a dorky, wholesome guy and then turned into a weirdo. Great. The rest of the, the description says, after Brandon finds out, he gets the rest of the gang to drop what they were doing and fly right. all, out to Vegas to try to discourage Brenda and Stuart from their marital plans. Meanwhile, Laura <laughs> wants to see more of Steve, who tries to keep things between them under wraps. On the yeah. other personal front, like Brandon Stuart. continues to try and keep Lucinda distant, oh, while, who continues so okay. to flirt with him every chance she gets. So Lucinda was the wife of Brandon's history professor, and Lucinda mm. was a troublemaker. Lucinda was very spicy and very beautiful and and liked Brandon a lot. And Brandon was conflicted because he didn't want to do what he was being asked to do, but he ultimately <laughs> did do it anyway. And then it got a little freaking out. Reading these descriptions is like somebody was on drugs yeah. while writing these. They, they might have <laughs> been. Well, yeah, that, I don't, been. that very well could have happened. Lucinda was very interesting to me. 
Lucinda was very uh, liberated, shall we say. Okay. Yes. She was, she was willing to try some stuff. I have no idea what you're talking about, yet I feel like I know Lucinda. <laughs> you know exactly. And I know a lot about her already. Looks like one about? of the Rays outfitters. Who plays left field for the Rays? Is it a Rosarena? I think so. He yeah. got he tried to dive for a ball, got hit in the face by it on the way oh, up. Here we go. Here's a yeah, replay. Yeah, you got to replay this. And, that, that's definitely. Ooh, oh, hitting his glove. It looked like his face. He's all right. Yeah. Just missed yeah. it. Oh, just missed it by a hair. Um, Andrew Whitworth plays first base, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, six foot seven. About th- uh, when he was playing, he was three thirty, six foot seven, and he was lean mm-hmm. at three thirty. Could he do the splits? <laughs> I don't know if he could do the splits, but he's freakishly athletic for a yeah. guy that size. If you like, throw the ball near him, he's picking it. He's going to pick it. He's mm-hmm. going to catch just about everything. And the other thing is, I've seen him play golf before. He's a very avid golfer. Um, he can swing a golf club, which leads me to believe he can swing a bat. By the way, how funny was that Monday at the uh, at the training facility for media day? All you saw was Christy, Max Christie yeah. out of nowhere. Just kind of, it was almost like he was chipping. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of gave a little bit of a, hey, Max, you play? <laughs> I had to ask. He kept doing it all over but the place. It was pretty funny. It was like, it, yeah. you just, he was over, you know, let's say 10, 10 feet? 15 feet, yeah, yeah, from where we were doing something with the social team. And he just kind of gave a, and like almost in his backswing, you're like, hey, Max. You play? I wanted to know. What that was, was during going. a break too, right? I think it I, was during yeah. a break because he had been doing it all day. I'd yeah, seen yeah, him do it, and it was the first time he was close enough for me to kind of yell at him after he was he was yeah. doing it. And he, what he was working on, Slee, he was working on his hands at impact. And I'm not even. I know exactly what it is that he was doing because you don't want to flip the hands too early. You don't want to leave them back. You got to you got to square that face at impact. And that's what I Max thought you was were just going to go up like behind him and say, I don't know what you're working on, but let me do this. Your elbow's got to come out a <laughs> and, little bit. And teach him from behind, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, here, you got to move your hips, Max. You got to slide him back. Darvin Ham's walking by like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Darvin, what are you doing over here? Tra- and then we're not invited here? next year. So here, yeah. here, Look, you really want to know what I was doing? I think you probably know deep down in your heart. That this was this was the equivalent of shooting your shot. Yeah. Hey, you right. come with me next time. Like, hey, do you, Max, do you play? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I sure do. Well, we should go play sometime. <laughs> yeah, we should. Let's go do it. I'm just yeah. come to the ESPN Golf Classic. Absolutely. You, Austin Reeves. I know a lot of guys in the team play. So yeah, Reeves plays definitely. Well, that's what he goes. Unless I was on, unless you saw her on a golf course, I wasn't with Taylor Swift because he goes those. Guys, I go to the gym and I go to the golf course. Yeah. That's all it is. That guy's gonna have a great year. Reeves, yeah, and I'm happy for him. I Me want too. to happen. Me too. Well, his path too. Like those are those are very easy stories to cheer for. You know, we we joke around about this, but think of like think of just last year with Austin Reeves. There was a moment where you're like, hey, can we get this guy a little bit more playing time? And then it was, what do you think about closing out a game with Austin Reeves? And then it was, hey, are we putting him in the starting lineup or not? And then after that, it became, if he's not playing 35 minutes a game, you're asking the question why. And by the way, he was playing 35 minutes a game, so you didn't have to ask that question. It reminds me of Puka a little bit. Like, do you, it's, it's, it's a little bit of found money where, okay, wait, is that guy good? I think that guy's good. Well, give him the ball a little more. Let's see what happens. Wait, is he really good? Yeah, he might be really good. Let's give him the ball some more. And it just you start to realize that just because it wasn't what you expected, just because they weren't drafted in the first round or they didn't go to sure. you know Kentucky or they didn't go to Alabama Story to play doesn't football, have to be... doesn't have to be that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't look what you think it's going to look like or come from where you think it's going to come from. It doesn't mean it's not really, really good. And the Rams have been able to identify that with Cooper Cup. They might have been able to do it with Puka. The Lakers have been terrific at that, finding guys late in the first round and in 
un, uh, you know, second round, yeah. undrafted players. Yeah. The, the top five guys, you know, everybody can kind of identify those. But, hey, who's the 24th best guy in the draft? That's a much harder – who's the 42nd best guy in the draft? That's a very difficult thing to identify. And you can get lucky once in a while, but you can't do it over – whether it's Josh Hart, whether it's Kuzma, whether mm. it's Austin Reeves. Like, they, they've – I've been able to identify Caruso, Caruso mm-hmm. real NBA players way down in the draft where other teams are just kind of throwing darts. It's going to be interesting, too, because, you know, this year – as much as we sit and say, okay, LeBron's got to be healthy, AD's got to be healthy, they're not playing 70 games. Those two yeah. guys are not going to play. It's actually kind of interesting. What do you think the number is for both of them? Are you, do you think it's the same? 55, 60. For both? Yeah. 60? I'd take 60. Yeah, I'd take, I'd take 60, too. I'd take 60. Skipping some back-to-backs because, what, do they have 15 or 14 back-to-backs this year? Something like that. Yeah, so – but I – yeah, I think I think so. That right. takes I think 15, it's fifteen off of the eighty. That takes us down to sixty-seven. We'll take seven, right? Let's say you're taking oh, off right, just right, one right, of them. Right, right, you're right, you're right. So, so now you're down to seventy-five. But I, here, okay, that gives you fifteen more days off. That's I don't, a lot. I don't think they're the same. Like, I want to see Braun sit much more than AD. Yeah, I agree with that. Right, and I and and if I will say this, and we're gonna find out, and we're gonna wait to see what happens. Believe it or not, I still think they can win games even if one of those guys are out. That there is enough talent on the team and enough depth on the team that they can piece it together for 82 games. A much better way to win games than they did a year ago. Whether you can win without your two best players, maybe you can, maybe you can't, but at least they have a puncher's chance. At least it's last year, if you didn't have LeBron and AD at the start of the season, it's like they're not going to win the night, and they never did. You know, they just didn't have the horsepower to get it done. Now they do. With whether it's Rui, whether it's Reeves, whether Christian it's Gabe Woods. Vincent, Christian Woods. Yeah. You you've got enough guys to fill in and get something done. You know, if you're playing the Nuggets or the Bucks, probably not. Yeah. But if you're playing the I don't know, the Hawks or the Cavs, yeah, you you, you can win that game with those guys. Christy had a nice I thought impact. Square your hands at impact, Get Lee. in there. Square those hands at impact. By the way, he was doing that. You know, you mentioned even after you talked to him, there are times I just randomly see him, like you mentioned, he's full swing. I'm like, That's what I'm saying. He's putting the he's, he's putting the ball down. This is what happens when you. Or I don't know if he's new to golf. He may have been golfing his whole life. I don't know, but that I'm constantly trying to find it is a relatively new to golf thing. Usually, he mm-hmm. could be like, "Oh, I really like." Maybe it, Reeves took him out, and they. You know, they go knock around the par threes. He's Who a does? young guy, got some money probably, and, you know, it's it's a nice hobby. You know what I would love to do? Find somebody like that that's got a little bit of money in their pocket and take them golf shopping and say, we're going to get this, this, this. Here's what – here's what you don't need any of that. Come on over here. I would – use your bag, perfect. Mm. It would be set up perfect. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. So here's something we haven't gotten to today. So Parker <laughs> Bell of uh, Dodger – uh, Blue Review. Yep. Okay. Who has taken over Blue Review? So it's it's uh, Parker Bell, and then Clinton Yates. Then very tiny, tiny letters. It says Greg Bergman on the side <laughs> of it. Just letting you guys know that's who he is. So if you watch the shows, that's who Parker is. So Parker is not here today. Um, Where is he? He's taking some time off. Mm. He's going to <laughs> man camp. What? Whatever that. What did you say? Man camp. He's going to go band camp. Nope. No. Nope. The, the male form. Man. Man camp, where he goes and fishes with 20 of his best friends, I guess. <laughs> I don't have 20 best friends, but I guess he does. And they go be men together? I don't know. So uh, Jorge, this, can you tell me? Yeah, okay. Is this like a 
you register online and there's like random people uh, no, there I guess, or it's a, a, his, his guys? To, according to the inf- information I got from Chivato back there, DeAndre, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's 20 of his buddies okay. and they go out to Catalina or, or, or wherever they go okay. and the whole purpose is for them to go fishing for lobster, crab, whatever they can get. Okay. But in order for them to go there, they must apply and buy, buy a fishing license. Yeah. So he's gonna do this for but I don't know how long. But it's his but boys. He, yes, but it's, it's his, his boys. Four of his friends. They go. They go fishing. They. I'm assuming they're going camping. Uh, they're gonna. I guess howl at the moon. More? Like, what else do you do if you're a man at camp? Yeah, you, you go. <laughs> they shouldn't get call in it first. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's if what he they said. Need to he's the title their, of it. Yeah, I don't know about the title. What are you doing this weekend? I'm going man fishing camp. with my buddies. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> Where are you going? Catalina. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to man camp. They talk you about IPAs. You're, 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 huh? You're, I go to man camp. So he tweeted it out, and I replied, WTF. <laughs> I mean, the description is everything. Because if he said, yeah, hanging out, big group of my buddies, Catalina, camping, or fishing, the whole thing. boys weekend. We understand what boys weekend means. Man camp is an interesting one. <laughs> I've not heard it described it's that It's evocative way. of something that he's not doing. <laughs> it, 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 it just it, it i i don't know i just I can't you know like you said fishing trip you go what next you time i go camping i'm gonna call it man camp i can't i'm gonna go to what i'm gonna go camping. with me lady Slee's there it's yeah. not man camp <laughs> it's 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 co-ed camp but if you're there with just rookie and you howl the moon together be, then that's that man, man camp, camp. Yeah. How, okay have you ever been on one of those long fishing trips like with a group of guys or whatever no um you're talking about like multiple days. I mean, even when people go out and they go deep sea fishing, yeah, and they got to go that. out like six hours, something like that. I have not done that. I've done it once, so that should tell you whether or not I had a good time doing Were it. Were you seasick? I wasn't. I didn't know. I didn't get okay. seasick. I, I'm. I'd say Pretty I'm in good the middle there. I'm not terrible. I mean, I couldn't go through a hurricane and not get sick. A lot sick. of times, this is no. It was the, the ocean was relatively calm, but you know, so you get on the boat in San Diego at like ten o'clock that night. You load in, you put all the gear in the boat, and then the boat heads out, and it goes all night. And then as the sun comes up, you start fishing. Okay, that's cool. But I didn't realize that the boat was moving all night long. And literally just like due west, you're just going deeper and deeper Mm. out into the ocean. So you fish until the sun's about to come down. Yep. And it's like, all right, uh, we're going back in. I'm like, cool, we'll get there an hour. Took put like, your ways on? It took like seven hours to get back to the oh, harbor yeah. in San Diego. It was the longest day of my because I you know I'm not man camp. Fishing is it's fine. I, I it's not for me, but I get why people like it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh seven hours on a boat. <laughs> what you guys Do go, it, Rosarito? <laughs> we we Much were probably further. closer to Japan <laughs> than we were to San Diego. Wow. I can tell you that. We were way the hell out there. It was uh it was a long trip. I right, changed the name. That's all we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, come on, come on, man. Change the name. According to some reports, Urban Meyer uh, will interview for Michigan State's head football coach job. Quote, Michigan State has a lot of donors to back this type of deal up, so we will see where it goes. Uh, Bruce Feldman, college football reporter extraordinaire, said about the, quote, reports linking Urban Meyer to the Michigan State head coaching job. I just Mm -hmm. checked with him. There's zero truth to it with him being a candidate for it. He has no interest in that, and he's happy with what he's doing at Fox Sports. He's taking care of his health. Uh Uh-huh. Right, that, I believe that's what he did after Florida before he took the Ohio State job. I think he was taking care of his health at that point as well. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Of all the places that can't hire Urban Meyer, isn't mm-hmm. Michigan State number one on the list? That the Larry Nasser situation that they had, the yeah. Mel Tucker, they've had they've had two scandals in a row. And in the er, past five years. Yeah, in a relatively short period of time. To turn around and bring in another guy that's almost guaranteed, maybe not to bring you that type of scandal, but to bring something there. Or does nobody give a damn nobody because cares. he's a really good coach? Nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what it comes down to, I'd love to pretend like college football, these universities, these businesses, because that's what they are, they're businesses. They don't care, man. They're looking at if Urban Meyer is representing Michigan State, what's that going to do to the fan base? Right. What's that going to do to ticket sales? What's that going to do to the product? What's that going to do for a chance to compete with Michigan and some of these other schools? They don't care. They just don't care. There are only a few coaches that truly can turn around a program and make a huge difference he's with the play them. on the field. Of course. And he's one of them. It's Lincoln yep. Riley. It's Deion Sanders. It's, I'm sure, Lincoln, uh, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart. Uh, well, Meyer. these guys and even so much more than Dion. We're just getting a chance to start seeing, okay, we'll see. what's this going to look like? But he's on like? the right track. We'll see. Yeah. But those other names, here's my resume. Go everywhere I've gone, I've made it happen. You know, I, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite about this because when – Clay Helton was the coach at USC, and I was jumping up and down like they got to get rid of this guy. They got to go get somebody else. The yeah. guy at the top of my list was Urban Meyer, because like like Emily said, he is guaranteed to make you competitive. Oh Every, yeah, they were good at Bowling Green when he was the head coach. He was good at Utah when yep. he was the head coach. Yeah. He was good at Florida. Won what two titles at, at Florida? I want to say mm-hmm. he won a title at, at Ohio State. Now each place he leaves, yeah. it's kind of a, a if weird this spot. is an ethics, a little bit in disgrace. Yep. If this is an ethics competition, wrong sport. <laughs> they're not. They're not worried about that. It's National Taco Day today. It's National Taco and National Golf Lovers Day. It's National. It's your day. It's the day that 90210 premiered back in 1990. Jeez, why don't we just call it Travis Rogers? It really is. It really is. It's a good day. The only thing, John, that affected Trav, the one scar that he has on today, it's also National uh, Cinnamon Bun Day. He can't do cinnamon buns. No, not anymore. He's been scarred for life since he was 11. It's not going to happen. What three words, Trav? If I said these three words would immediately take you to Dino Two One Zero. Okay. Donna Martin graduates. She got she got drunk at the prom, Al. See, here's what happened. Her mother Felice was this. You guys just are monster. like best friends, basically. The way Janelle is in this club too. <laughs> so the the nine hundred two one zero. Felice club. is Donna Martin's mother, okay. and she was that overactive parent that wanted a zero tolerance policy on all these things. Well, it turns out her own daughter got drunk at the prom. Oh, jeez. And the punishment for getting Tori drunk Spelling, at the prom how could you? Come on. Was you don't get to graduate with the rest of her class. Well, Brandon, because he is a leader, he's a leader of yeah. a student activist yeah. he got all the student body to go down to the school board and chant donna martin graduates donna, donna martin, martin graduates guess what happened she donna graduated graduated by the way i mean you know the uh the house that 
Kelly and Donna lived in at the end of 90210, the Blue and White House. I did not watch the show, but what what about it? On the beach? Yeah. When you walk from the Manhattan Beach Pier to the Redondo Beach Pier, you walk right by it, and you can rent it for parties. No kidding. Been to three parties there. No kidding. Yeah. Do you know what it costs to rent it for the night? More than it should. Okay. Because you're renting, and it it hasn't been upgraded since 1989 or whatever. Is the interior of that, did they shoot? I know the exterior. Yeah. Was it on a set, or was that the interior My guess is, no, the interior was probably not in the show. It was the outside, and they shot. But it's literally right on the water. There is no way that Kelly and Donna could have afforded that house. That's all I want to say. Well, keep in mind, Donna's father was a cardiovascular surgeon. Yeah, but so he had he had may, if he Donna was, Martin graduated. If he was picking up the whole tab, then then you know that's Kelly's father was some sort of international businessman who did nothing but send money. Mm, maybe there's your answer. <laughs> yeah, so he was an absentee dad, so he made up with his wallet. So another three another know? three words sure. that would take you right to nine oh two one zero. I choose me. Oh, yeah, right? (laughs) The three-headed monster. Uh -uh. Brandon and Dylan both wanted to hook up with Kelly, and they said, pick one of us so the other one will back off. She goes, I choose me, and didn't pick either one of them. (laughs) I could do this all day. Adoles Garcia just hit a home run for the Rangers. They take a one-to-nothing lead. In uh, Tampa, man, they might not even have to go to our. How about well, that? They don't. No, Remember, they they're don't. All in all one the games. Oh, yeah, yeah, wild card. Right. The oh, these, they're all in one time. Yeah. Three, three, three games, all home mm-hmm. team. All in one spot. Home games. Yeah. Were you a nine two and zero guy, Mace? I was not. No. How about Melrose? How about Melrose Place? I did watch Melrose Place. Okay. I watched all these shows. I don't remember them the way you guys do. This like, is I, Seinfeld, insane. I, I watched all insane, of Seinfeld. These guys. Love Seinfeld. Yeah. You guys are so I just, re- just remember to Seinfeld. It's not a lot. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you believe, believe it. it. <laughs> but in, the, in its day, I did watch 90210. Yeah. I just don't remember, you know, I choose me and I, stuff oh, like oh, that. Yeah. It, was a, it was an important sure moment. It must, I mean, have been, we, must have been. We thought that this is because Brandon, his entire life, was pining over Kelly. Yes. He finally thought it was going to happen. They finally thought they were going to get married toward the never happened uh, never happened great, so great small never world happened. story trav i am uh, i get to la i get the job at kcal and uh i'm working a lot with the lakers and i meet my friend ian levitt who worked for the lakers he goes hey do you play basketball i said yeah he goes we got a pickup game every tuesday it's at this middle school my parents are middle school architects and this really nice middle school in culver city and he goes if you want to come join i go i'm there he goes tuesday 6 30 so I get there a little early. I walk in at 6.15 and sitting just me in the gym and the only other person in the gym is Luke Perry. Awesome. The nicest guy. He's, really? He's no longer with us. Passed right. away. The nicest guy you ever meet and a left-handed shifty point guard. He could play? Oh, yeah. Like a left-handed Steve Nash. I would have gotten and, that way wrong. I would have not thought Luke Perry had handles. And was, <laughs> and was great. Could not have been nicer to everybody. It's awesome. Jorge, you know what we should do? A little mm. super cross talk. Mm. It's not a lie. All right, Mace, you might be proud of me. Yes. And everybody else might be. I'm always proud of you, Slee. My everybody else might be disgusted by okay. me. Okay. You know, I told you I had pizza and wings yesterday. Oh, yeah. Last night. Oh yeah, I know it's coming. It's uh, not good. Yeah, I know it's coming. What do you think it is? Little something else. No. No, no, no. Ate it in bed. I ate it in bed. <laughs> oh, man. Pizza and wings in bed. What the hell is wrong with See? you? 
People, it's you do not want to emulate. Steve Mason is the weirdest man in America. You do not want to emulate. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you when this was happening? I'm like, I'm not sharing this with anybody. Yeah, this is not. And now good. you just said it on the and radio. I just saw Steve sit down, and I'm like, Mason. so question: Did yeah. you put down the protective <laughs> towel? Because when I eat in bed, I like to put down a protective towel, like a big a bath one. Towel? Then I like a bath towel, and then he and eat. then he takes a shower with it. Right, and then <laughs> and then afterwards, you just oh if, if you spill, it doesn't matter. You just throw it in the wash. So you're taking a shower with the towel that has marinara not, sauce he's, on it. He's exaggerating. He hasn't that. done laundry I, since 1988. I throw, no, I haven't done laundry since uh, 2004 <laughs> when I met one. Okay. Yeah. So what happened to you? Why did this, like, Come on, okay, man. Okay, here's what it was. I told you I wasn't feeling the best. Right. So I'm like, all right, I had an option. I had the games already on. Baseball games were already on. I just was so comfortable sitting in yeah. bed. See? And I was able to get, you know, we got one of those like wooden tray things oh, so you could yeah. put them. See, that's the that's, that's a that's, substitute for the protective That's towel. like the classiest <laughs> thing you could do. That was yeah. like the No, no, but I have the wood tray. Yeah. My girls looking at me like, "You are not eating in bed. You're not eating pizza." Oh, you pizza. did in front of really? other people too. Wow. She's like, you she's just like, "You're not eating pizza and wings in bed." Did I'm Lady like, Sleek get her own little tray? Hell no. Oh. She was in the kitchen yeah. eating like a normal Never human been being. And you ate her. in bed. Yes. I ate in bed. Yeah. yeah. Stop this immediately. There's something very, very, very disgusting. Luxurious <laughs> about so eating in bed. You are one step <laughs> away from getting stoned like, every day. I don't at even have to get out of bed for dinner. Did you like it, Al? It's comfortable. It isn't was it? comfortable. Yeah, I mean, comfortable. let's be honest okay. with you. But, but you first do off, it tonight? No, because it's also complicated. There's yeah. a lot of work that goes into it. Sure. You can't, you got to be very careful when you're moving around. You like, do. it's stressful. Especially wings. <laughs> it was very stressful. Wings. Just I mean, you got to be careful. He was saying earlier, he got. A, he told he, he told us that he got pizza and wings. He did not share the location where they were eating. Where I was eating. But he's talking about, you know, the wings come in the little box and there's a little extra sauce. You take the pizza crust. Sure. Buffalo sauce. I'm, I'm oh, using like that, that in yeah. bed. It was, it was, there was a lot of work. Good to be for done. you, man. Good for you. I couldn't you. move at times where I'm like, okay, don't move. Something can kind okay. of fall over here. The be time honest. will come when everybody eats in bed. Now, you may be 90, but you'll be eating in bed. I, I, I'm not. Well, that could be true. I'm not. If I tried to eat something in bed, I, I really don't think Susan would allow it. I don't. I don't. Good really. For, I good think, for Susan. I think it would be a complete non. Like you are not. Or can you if put I your foot down it, and just tell us what the results are? If, if I just did it right, just right. like for the bit, she would literally strip the bed down. She'd put on a brand new set of sheets, blankets, pillows. Like it would be a total. Is that right? A hundred percent. Yeah. See, bed is a is a great place. I love bed. <laughs> bed is fun. <laughs> That is good. A lot of good things happen in bed. Bed is well, good for dinner. I, I, bed is good for... It's not uh, good for dinner. Most of the other sleep yeah, is great. Sleep other is things great. are great. Other things are great. Yeah. Bed, fun. Meatloaf bed and mashed fun. potatoes is not great in bed. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you guessed it right away. You knew right oh, away. Oh, I knew. I could tell from the look on your face. Yeah. You look relaxed. <laughs> you look very relaxed. I'm very relaxed. John said dinner. the next step is you're going to be smoking at 420 well, every day. Yeah, every, every day. day. Sure. John, you look like you saw something on the TV. Yeah, uh, Tampa just made a, a really stupid error, and they're about to hand this thing to the Rangers. Second time in this game. They missed one before It that. was a pop fly to right, and the right fielder decided he would charge it full oh, speed oh. and let it go right over his head. Oh, and, uh, oh you can't make that play in a playoff you got to stop the yeah, ball. Yeah, you've got to yeah. just get in front of that Yeah, thing. that's got to be stopped. All that's right, so, news. Mace, I need your expertise. Okay. I mentioned to you guys yesterday that my chili pot in the house went yeah, missing. Yeah, it went. All right, yeah. so what is the latest? What do we know? So, I... 
I haven't wow. seen Bobby's still out of town, so I haven't had a chance to talk to him. I, I did shot. not bring it up with Michael. Oh wow, yesterday. four to nothing this now. This is a route or getting close to one. Yeah. Um, so the chili pot is just missing. It's a big pot. It's gone. So I told the story to you guys yesterday on the show. So afterwards, I'm looking at my laptop and I'm flipping through Twitter and not one, not two, not 10. A lot of people are looking at me like I'm crazy. Apparently, there's something called a gravity bong that you need a big pot to use. Mm. Explain you, the concept. I, I don't know what the concept is. Somebody sent me a diagram. You a fill it with gravity. water. I've never even heard of that. I, I don't I've know what it is. Mace, I'll be disappointed if you don't know what this is. I don't know what it is. Maybe I Mace took it. I have no look idea it what a gravity bong is. Yeah, I don't know what that yeah. is either. So I don't either, but knowing at least one of my children the way that I do, I'm not saying that that's an impossibility. Is that right? The yes. gravity but bong? But he would take it without telling you? Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. Have you have you accused him of such? An act? He's he's out of town. You can't text. Now him? I would imagine. I, I, I'd like to do these things face to face. No trap. How about this? Just send him a text. Any idea where the chili pot is? Don't with no explanation. Yeah. And what no. is a gravity bong? Well, that's yeah. What, I'm what is a gravity? Now. bong? Okay, guys, ready? It comes clean. Yes. So, a gravity bong. This is according to Google. Yep. A gravity bong, also known as a GB. Oh, yeah, yeah. GB. Bucket bong, grav, geeb, yoin, or another one. I call is, I call it a geef. Okay. <laughs> is, is a method of consuming smokable substances such as cannabis. This term describes both a bucket bong and a waterfall bong since both air pressure and water to, are used to draw smoke. So it's just a, like, what well, about- Well, you've got water. Right. You fill it up with water. Why not an apple or a Coke can like we always used to yeah, do? Yeah, I always used to do the apple. Yeah, yeah the, the apple. Because the then you can eat it after. And then afterwards, and then, you got yeah, a you got, Or just the, got regular, <laughs> the regular glass stoned, and you got a snack right there. It's so, so easy. No peanut butter on it. <laughs> so the reason I don't just send the- <laughs> <laughs> You got a little peanut butter? I the reason you don't smoking. just send a text is what? Because he's shifty. That's funny. Well, wait a minute. But will if you just send that one line, do you have any idea where the chili pot he, is? He, what will the response be? Probably no response, first of all. Okay. Mm. Probably, and then if I doubled up, it'd be, huh? It would be this whole thing. He'd play and, dumb. And, yeah. in, and in person, it's much easier to counterpunch the right. response. You've got, the, you've got when, the chair when do you with the. I think you'll see him in person next. Today. Do you have okay. the chair with the light, single light bulb <laughs> swinging back and forth as you interrogate one, him? <laughs> one wrist chained to the desk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct. <laughs> this, this makes a lot of sense. And I just hope that it's the one and not the other. Yeah, how old is he? Uh, 22. Oh, he's, what the hell? No, he's, I'm not mad. Wanna, he's at the I perfect... Want you back. want a GB, you get a GB. That's what you I want say. Your, say that carefully, Trev. You want your chili pot back. I, Well, yes, I want you my chili pot. You don't want the pot. other pot necessarily. No, no, no. If there's an age where somebody oh, takes yes. a chili pot... For a gravity bong, it's twenty two. Yeah, that is that that's is like the perfect age thing. for I'm not that. Upset that he's using it as a gravity bong. If that's in fact what's happened. I just want my chili pot back. <laughs> right. I just want to be able. Two to Two words it. that I I did not uh, imagine I would put together on the show today: gravity bong. You don't no did not see that coming. Yeah. You're a little intrigued though. Aren't oh, you? I am intrigued. I am intrigued. I've got I've got a great big pot at home. <laughs> Set up a gravity well, bong. If I'm looking at some of these pictures, you need a pot. You need. So Some sort of pipe. There's like instructions online. If water. You like to do this. Water. Water, a pot, and then a small and your like, weed. bottle. And then whatever. Okay. Yeah. So knock yourself yeah. out. Uh, yeah. He's Do on me it. a favor. Text me that. <laughs> I'll send you the link. <laughs> screenshot that. Screenshot <laughs> that. Yeah, screenshot There's look to be a lot of, yeah. Yeah, send me a link. I think we solved the mystery. Send me a link. GB.com. Keeve.com. Noin.com. Was Noin one of them too? Uh, Noin, I hold think. Hold on. Noin, uh, Keeve. 
It's, I'm trying it's to remember the nickname. GB. GB. Bucket Bong. Bucket Bong. Grav. Grav. Right? It's, or is it Grave? It's Grave without an E. Grav. Yeah, Grav. Okay. Geeb. Geeb. That's one I have. Geeb. Yeah, Yoin. 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 Yo- Double Yoin. Y-O-I-N. If you Yoin. go to a smoke shop and say, I'm looking for a Geeb. They'll know. <laughs> They'll know. If they have any idea what the hell that Step means. one, get your parents chili pot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the first okay, part Okay, did you guys see, it just came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. The... Um, the Astros Edge. This is the one. John Swan. I've got a DVR. I did not watch it. Very interesting. The the question I wanted to throw out was: Faye Vincent, the former commissioner, says in that documentary, "Yeah, if it were up to him, He'd if he was him. still the commissioner, he would have thrown all of those players out for life. Banned he would them. have treated them like the nineteen nineteen buy. I would have suspended them for two years each. Two years without pay, you're out of the game." And you can come back after that. That sends a serious. I would not have banned them for life. How about you guys? There's a problem with that. I, I like you have to punish them. I think that yep. where Manfred missed the most is by doing nothing. They, right. they, you had to do something. But a lifetime ban or even a ban as long as you're talking about, guys, they weren't the only ones doing it. And the second you swing the hammer like that, they're going to say, well, what about them? What about yep. them? What a, lot of people, a, a lot of people ba- think ba- the Dodgers were in but on at it. Half of baseball's gone. At that time, 2017. Yeah. Did we know of any? Was there evidence of anybody there, else doing this? Near, well, the Red Sox were involved in something. Yeah, something. Right? They, they, but they, that was 2018, right? But my point is, is that I think their program was probably a little more sophisticated than everybody else. Maybe a little more widespread than everybody else. But this is one of those. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spill. You get me in the room. You start interrogating me. I'm gonna start. But if, well, guys I think down. you threw can, the book at them. Don't you think it would be a huge but deterrent I think, for I think anybody going, 2018 and beyond? It, it, yeah, it, moving forward for sure. But I think at the time, it's like, well, I can tell you how this team or that the team. The problem does is it, you did nothing. Open. Problem is you did nothing. You right. Nothing. So you that that's whatever the middle ground is of that. But but you thought it was good. I did. I, I thought it was watch it. And yeah, I, I've, and I've I, got a DVR. I didn't. I didn't even know it was it was coming out yesterday. But the Astros video operating manager who was an open book in this entire thing. It's fascinating. It yeah. really is. Like how it all got well, started. Tell that, tell that one. The one story is amazing, that he was making $45,000 a year. Okay. That guy. So he – he his uh, salary was $45,000, and I guess there's a playoff share – that I don't know how the team determines where it goes they to. Vote, right, they vote right? at okay. the end of the year. Okay. They say like Alan Suey will give him a full share, will give him a half yep. share. So that's they end up winning the World Series. So the further you go on, I think the share gets bigger. You mm-hmm. win the World Get Series, now it's the highest, yeah. and and you go from there. And. He asked him, he said, okay, so did you get any type of share in this? He said, yes. He said, how much did you get in the share? He said, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The guy stops. He's like. You were making $45,000, and you got $450,000 of a share. He made of, 10 of years worth of money. And he said, exact words is, I paid off all my college loans. I paid off my car. I did this. I did that. Yeah, I'm sure there's nothing funny going on. Yeah. No, nothing. <laughs> it, it surprised me. All Je- that for dragging a TV to a certain spot and turning it, the it channel It surprised right. me that Jeff Lunau was not only as candid as he was, but he just now doesn't seem to care. Well, he knows he's never coming back. Right. And, What's he and, do? What's his life now? Did he go back to Wall Street? He's running, he's no, he's, he's a, running soccer team. a soccer team in Spain. Oh. And he's like the same philosophy that he took. wonder how the hell he's cheating there. Well, it's like Canseco, right? When Canseco knew he was never coming back, he just turned the gun on everybody. Yeah, right. He yeah. just said, you, 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 it's you, good, and you. It's a good comp. Yeah, that once I know I'm, I'm 
persona non grata, I'm going to tell you what I know. Yeah. What, what difference does it make at this point? Yeah, but he doesn't <laughs> give a damn, right? He, he clearly doesn't give a damn. He'd let it. He'd let it all out there, and Luno's doing it too. Here, one last one on yes. that. Here's, I'm, I'm never going to let it go. I'm never going to look at Bregman and Correa no, and Springer either. and those. I'm never going to let it go. The problem is the Astros have been good ever yes, since. correct. Too. And at every time they're good, another time, it's just a little bit. A yeah, little last bit, year was big. Bit. Last although, year was big. Although even the name of that documentary was Astros Edge. It is mm -hmm. a game of exploiting weaknesses, sure. right? And what they were able to do was to exploit weaknesses. Now, they did win the World Series last year. Uh, did they win legit in 2017? Probably no, not. but they did build a really good farm system that continues with producing really prospects players. with it, really good players. Yeah, yeah it's it's it, it gets more complicated the better they are. Yeah, and unfortunately, because it was much easier just to hate them when they had the one. <laughs> I still I still hate. Them. I, I do too. Yeah, but. To hate them now is not as easy as it was when it was all those Yeah, guys. I'll never let it go. Dog with a bone. I'm with you. Don't take my bone. I'm with you. Super Crosstalks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger is all about. Get your geeb, Mace. Yeah.